Welcome to Wax Cast Radio, the official radio station of the Get It On Vinyl Revolution. Welcome to Get It On Vinyl Wax Cast Radio. Tonight, we're discussing the pricing of music and its effects on sales. Believe it or not, it's been 13 years since the Napster heyday. That's right, 13 years. Since then, the record industry has been turned on its head. Piracy continues to dominate. Physical sales have plummeted. Record stores have closed by the thousands. And it's the same old story that has been told a million times. In these years, the big four corporate record labels have needed to adjust. Fighting and then embracing the digital download, mass-producing top 40 singles, and forcing as much money out of the remaining physical marketplace as possible. But while the big labels scrambled to find their footing, another blow was coming. Artists were leaving. Artists were writing, recording, producing, and touring all on their own. They were moving to smaller independent labels, even creating their own once their short-lived contracts were up. Musicians were starting to ask the same question as many in the music buying public. Do we still need record labels? Of course there are convincing arguments on both sides. When properly executed, record labels can help an artist mature and succeed far beyond their abilities had they gone at it alone. Funding for recording, producing, distribution, and even touring can be had for the right price. Labels continue to be the network to the music buying public. However, every day that need grows smaller. Technology has opened a brand new era of do-it-yourself record producing. Social media allows you to get the word out about your touring act. And sales through the artist's private store offer every piece of music that the artist has recorded. Tonight's WaxCast is the first of a three-part series about how the big corporate labels can change their business model and grow their physical music sales. They can do this just by doing three things. Keep prices fair, allow musicians more freedom, and adding value to physical releases. Tonight, we're going to discuss the pricing of physical music. So many argue the cost of the CD production is outrageous when compared to the retail price. To a large majority of the music buying public, they fail to realize the obvious costs worked into the purchase. Sure, the piece of plastic or vinyl, the paper and cardboard, it may only add up to a dollar or more in raw materials. But one, but what one has to remember is so much more is worked into the cost. The labor, the production costs, distribution costs, royalties, licensing fees, just to name a few. Lots of people need to be paid for that album to hit the shelves. Not to mention, some room for the retail markup has to be there as well in order to ensure the survival of our much-loved record stores. However, the price has shown a direct correlation to demand. As CD sales reached their peak in 2000, the average price for an album ranged anywhere between $14 and $18. Compare that to just five years earlier when the price was an average of only 10 That's not gradual inflation. That's highway robbery. It's easy to read the minds of the executives setting the price. Music will always be in demand. CD is the way to enjoy it. The consumer's pocketbook be damned. 
What is interesting though is that the digital takeover did nothing to change this. Even as demand for physical releases fell, the overpriced music stayed where it was. They were not willing to backpedal. The big labels were determined to suck every last dollar out of those still purchasing physical copies. Many still are. It's worth mentioning that a couple of big box stores chose to stick to the $10 price tag, even if it did come under wholesale. Best Buy and Walmart continue to offer $10 CDs. They do this to prompt larger sales of electronics. They are willing to take a loss on the smaller price points in order to push the larger ones. This has served the companies well, until the digital standard caught up with them too, and it's clear that they were not willing to change. Both have begun cutting back floor space dedicated to physical music. For these stores, much like corporate record labels, it has never been about the music, only about the dollar. The truth is, no matter what the production price tag, from concept to store shelf, no CD costs more than a couple dollars to produce. Yet the wholesale cost for most CDs continues to range from 9 to $12. Vinyl, only slightly more. Wake up, big labels! Get on board! Learn something from the smaller independents! Keeping prices fair, not low, fair. You can grow physical music purchases. You don't believe it? Well, one label had the guts to go out and try it. In 2010, Universal Music Group decided to take a risk and drastically reduce the wholesale cost of music. The record stores did the right thing and lowered their costs as well. The sales of these albums not only increased, but doubled in over 100 of their test markets. Why? Sure, the magic $10 price point was now a reality, but it directly correlated with another marketplace iTunes. Suddenly, at the same cost, physical ownership was outweighing the convenience of digital. After all, the CD is digital. It can be ripped to your computer and you have something to hold and touch. Universal had started competing with the digital marketplace the right way by producing the physical music, something that digital just can't compete with and never will be able to do so. The independent labels figured this out from the start, and to this day, most smaller indie label releases are still less expensive than their big label counterparts. It would be refreshing to see more follow this pattern. Unfortunately, while speaking with a store manager recently, he informed us that the move was too late. However, the trend needs time to grow, and it needs more than just universal paving the way. Lowering CD prices will not return us to the CD glory days. It'll never overtake digital, and it doesn't have to. There is room for both of them to coexist. But the physical music market, CD and vinyl, can grow. It can be a mainstay again. It already has the upper hand. As always, thanks for listening. For those of you who are dedicated listeners, we appreciate you checking us out every week. Next week will be part two of this series. If you want to comment on this week's or any other of our wax casts, we would love to hear from you. Email us at sideb at getitonvinyl.com and check out our archives for any other wax casts you may have missed. The revolution moves forward. We are glad to have you as part of it.